Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, pumped up. He's pumped up. I'm pumped up. What is going on? It is your boy, President Fat Samurai Guy, hanging out in the movie dojo podcast with the legend himself, award-winning stuntman, actor, writer, film director, action director. He's done it all. That's right. Master Art Camacho, welcome to the show, brother. Yay! Thank now, you I, so much, brother. Yeah. Love thank you before, man. Love your show. Love your well, show. I, oh, man, that means a lot. Thank you so much for saying that. Yes. And uh, I got to blow I got to blow the legend up here. I mean, look at the... Look at the look at look at the duds. That's right. That's right. Styling and profiling, baby. For you, for you, for the audience. Come on. <laughs> I love the background too. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I'm styling and profiling myself. That's right. I got my see, man. look at the hat. Look at the hat. Look I at the hat. It. That's I right. <laughs> yeah. Gotta represent the Camacho experience, baby. That's it, bro. Oh, yeah, we're you gonna... know, this this room when I when I bought this house, I needed a room just to kind of inspire me. And so I come in here and I put up a lot of my you know inspirations and stuff like that and just come in here just to just kind of meditate. Yeah. Know? I mean, we all need rooms like that, you know. We just unwind and, and meditate yeah. and uh or a room of an inspiration, or your or your typical man cave as well. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we all need it, but we're going to talk about the the Camacho experiment a little bit later. But thank you so much for being here, and also, uh, thank you so much uh, for sending me and autographing your book, my friend. Oh, yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, bro. thank you. And this was a fantastic <laughs> read. It is very inspirational, my friend. I mean, this is like really inspirational. Uh, future filmmakers, I highly recommend uh, you track this down. You can get it on, on Amazon. I put a link in the description box below of this video. So you can go straight to it. Please buy a copy of this. It will inspire you. There's some great advice in here. And it's just a, it's just a, it's just a small glimpse, really, <laughs> in uh, your, your filmmaking journey. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you can have volume two, three, four, five, six of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever think about doing another one, another volume? Or? Or not, we're uh, working on the second one because hey. so, much happened, so much in life has happened that 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 always brings me back to to films, you know, and and inspiration and 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 living the dream, living the dream, you know. Yes, living the dream. Yes, those words are 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 put together. So important, living the dream. So make sure you guys check out. And get this book. It is extremely, extremely inspiring and phenomenal. And it's it's chapter one. And shout out to Michael Matsuda. Yeah. Yes. Shout out. Yes. Shout out to the legend there. The, muse the museum. Yeah. The museum is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, I've been to a couple of Dragon Fests. Oh, nice. Um, I may have missed you. You never know. We may have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm planning on going to Dragon Fest if, it, if he still has it this year. Uh, yes. are, you go are you going this year? Yes, I'm gonna definitely make it make it a point. As a matter of fact, I think he's doing a soft uh, opening of the new museum in Glendale because we moved to Glendale, and uh, so the the space is probably about you know eight nine times as the size of the old one, and oh. it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, copy that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we can meet each other in person. That'd be great. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got some people watching right now. MKF Thirty Certified Channel member is back. Welcome back, becoming a channel member. I appreciate that, brother. And uh, we got people from Canada watching right now. Awesome. I love Canada. <laughs> it's good to see you, brother. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna lead up to ruthless, and I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save my thoughts 
on the movie when we get up to it. We're going <laughs> to lead up to it. Uh, but uh, just for the audience, I mean, I've read, I've read the book. I mean, you, you want to hear something insane? What's that, brother? Unfortunately, my, um, you know, my wife, she feel, she's feeling a lot better. You know, unfortunately, she had COVID for a week and a half, and then I had COVID right after a week and a half. So I was late on getting getting a chance to sit down and read this. Are you guys ready for this? Everybody watching right now, are you ready for this, Art? When I got home from work this morning, I right. sat down and read the whole book. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, read, <laughs> I read the whole book. You know what that, you know, you know what that means, right? That means I, I just couldn't put it down. Oh, you know, wow. once I started, I was like, I have to keep going. You know, like this is this is so good. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Boom. Read it in one sitting. <laughs> but yeah, let's go back in time a little bit for the audience watching and later listening on Spotify. Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about your journey. And, you know, Bruce Lee was a big part of that. And I couldn't believe I couldn't believe uh what an amazing story when you when you saw Chinese Connection in theater. Can you talk a little bit about that for the audience? Yeah, you know what? I was this fat kid, uh, you know, uh, screw up in school, screw up in life, and and going nowhere. And uh, and I started getting into these kind of martial arts films. And and my family owned a restaurant. It wasn't successful, <laughs> trust me. But um, but one night, my my father said, "Hey, you know what? I'll take you to this new movie. This this new uh, Chinese uh, kung fu film." I said, great. So me and my buddy, we're cleaning, sweeping, mopping, going so fast, you know, cleaning up. And and because it's, you know, it's, it's going to be on time. And we race to the theater and we get there. And and literally, you know how movies, they don't really start at the real time. They start like right. 20 minutes after. <clears throat> so we got there literally right as the movie was going to start. Well, the commercials were going to start. And, and the young guy, and I say this, you know, I, I talk about race because I really want to, you know, I'll, I'll emphasize the purpose of it but for this this young young caucasian guy he was looking down at us and he uh my father said hey you know i want to take my kids to the theater here how much three people and the guy said the movie already started this was again way back then in the uh, 80s uh, you know and uh and uh and he said no no i'm sorry i can't let you guys in the movie started it's our policy and my father said you know what we you know my kids you know what they work really hard i'll pay you whatever we just would love to see the movie and it refused. And, and finally, after they were going back and forth, I, my father offered him more money. You know, <clears throat> I don't remember. I think it was like double the price of the ticket. He goes, yeah, you know, double, yeah. Double. And um, and then the guy was, you know, then he goes, okay. So he's taking all this, this because my father just said cash. And at that point, a Caucasian manager comes out, an older gentleman. And he comes out and he sees, you know, again, three people and all this money being being exchanged. And he, and he asked the guy, he goes, what's what's going on here? And he goes, oh, well, they started late for the movie, and you know the policy. And so I'm going to charge him double. And he looked at him, and then he looked at my father. And my father said, it's okay. It's okay. We'll pay whatever. I want my sons, you know, to, to, to see this. It's very special. Yeah. I, I get emotionally telling you right now because you yeah. don't just have the kids. And so the, the gentleman, he looks at my father. He looks at his employee, and he takes the cash, and he gives it back to him. He says, sir, you and your kids come in as my guest. So it's like, you know, it's like, Wow. Wow, I was so blown away that the manager saw like the compassion. And that's what I'm saying. You know, we're human beings, man. We're human beings, brown, white, no matter what it is. But there's compassion and love in everyone, you know. Yes. So we go in there, and 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 the, the chicken shit thing, excuse my language, is that there was only maybe, I don't know, three, four people in the theater. <laughs> you know, there wasn't even that many people in the theater. So I go in there. 
I run in there and I'm always trying to get the center seat, counting the seats, making sure, you know, <laughs> I get the best yeah. view. And, uh, and I sit there and that moment, I kid you not, brother, it changed my life. It changed my life. What I saw, I didn't know, I didn't even know Bruce Lee's name. It was the character Chen 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 Wen, whatever. Yes, Chen Chen, yeah. Blew me away. And, and from that moment on, this is this sounds crazy, but every every weekend they used to have like a flea market or swap meet, whatever you call them. And they used to have like two booths with Bruce Lee stuff. At that time, Bruce was very hot. So posters and pictures. And I was I wouldn't even eat lunch sometimes, save my lunch money <laughs> and get my allowance to go buy my latest Bruce Lee thing and Bruce Lee this, Bruce Lee that. And then all the movies, you know, other movies were being released, Enter the Dragon, they were re-releasing, you know, um Fist of Fury. And um and and at first, just like a lot of us, and, and I and I say this because I'm guilty of that too. We all try to we all want to be Bruce Lee at first. We always go, you know, we're we're yeah. good. He looked and and then you know I bought my kung fu suits and my new <laughs> checks. <and laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and 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 so so that eventually turned into you know from as, aspiring to be Bruce Lee to aspiring to use Bruce Lee's influence for me to be Art Camacho. Yes, it changed my whole life because I was bullied from from a young age. As a matter of fact, that is that's why in the uh, I think it was in the ninth, tenth grade, I got almost straight F's because I just was ditching school so much. Because every time I'd have to go to school, I'd have to pass this certain street where there was a bunch of guys just beat the crap out of me, and so so I was really really in a bad space, you know, bullied, broken home, <clears throat> obese, and and I kid you not, I I actually used to steal. Uh, I don't know if I if I mentioned that in the book, but. <laughs> We, we collected food stamps for a while. So I used to steal food stamps so I can go buy my grape soda and my Twinkies and, and you know, just, just kind of screwed up physically, mentally, emotionally, in every which way. But Bruce Lee, that experience changed my life because it was almost like the perfect storm. Around that same time, I got jumped and I got beat up pretty bad. I mean, those five guys, gangbangers came down, you know, where are you from, blah, 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 yeah. bottling the head, you know, beating me, you know, to a pulp. And, and, and I tell you this because when people, you know, I hear a lot of people that are bullied and they say, well, I turned to martial arts, then nobody bullied me again. That's not my life story. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not my life story. They beat me to a pulp. And I kid you not, because to this day, to this day, you you always remember the smell of your own blood because the blood was just dripping down and the warm, the warm, it's almost like molasses. And it's yeah. just pouring down your face and your body. And, and looking down at, you know, looking down at my clothes, I had a white shirt on, just all bloodstained red and those traumatic experiences. And it took me about three weeks to be able to leave my house. I was so traumatized. But then that that fear, that that trauma started turning into rage. And so I was blessed enough to eventually being able to channel that rage through martial arts training. Yes. And then, then the rest is history because I started training in martial arts. The Bruce Lee influence, martial arts, Bruce Lee influence. And then I started, you know, little by little losing weight. And then slowly but gradually, I started, you know, really getting my life together for the first time. And um, another major factor is is um, is, is, is the, the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The girls. And I tell you, the, the first experience. The uh, girls. <laughs> <laughs> the big, a big inspiration. Biggest right, and I say that jokingly because it's true. It's true. Part part of the reason I lost weight is because I wanted you know get a girlfriend for Christ's sake, you know. Yeah. And yeah. 
the first girl I, I, I asked to, to be my girlfriend, it was so funny because all the guys, they were egging me out. Come on, she likes you. Yeah, go ask her out. Go ask her out. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so, guys. I don't, you know. And so they go, ask her out. So then I go, okay, great. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So and this is in Tijuana, Mexico. And and it was so funny because I go there. It was, it was, it was bad, but kind of dusky. And we're sitting at her house and outside of on the fence, brick fence. And, and I'm trying to make small talk. I'm like, yeah, nice moon, huh? You know, very awkwardly there. And, and I go, well, would you like to go? And before I can even finish, it's like, no. <laughs> no, okay. no I, what are you, nuts? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I can laugh about it now because my first instinct wasn't to be depressed. My first instinct was, phew, yeah. I got it out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I man. Ask her out. Yeah, yeah. Copy that. Copy that. You know, it's hard. It's, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing. No, um, you know. But I'm telling you, the, the Bruce Lee thing is the, the biggest thing because I became yeah. so obsessed with Bruce Lee that I eventually met his family. You know, Linda Lee, uh, Brandon Lee, many years ago. As and his brother fact, too. You met his brother. Yes, Robert yeah. Lee. Yes, yeah. absolutely. As a matter of fact, his mother taught me how to use chopsticks. Grace. No, Lee. that's and awesome. It was wonderful. I mean, I just can't believe it. I mean, and, and even one day when, when his uh, when Linda Lee was living out here in, in California in Rolling Hills Estates, um, I was in I was doing volunteer work for this Bruce Lee Museum. And and the uh, the owner said, Hey Art, I'm gonna go see Linda. Would you like to come along? I was like, What are you nuts? Absolutely. So we go to Bruce Lee's house or Bruce Linda Lee's house, right? Wow. And uh, and so they're having their talks, and I'm just sitting there in awe. I mean, I am just I'm sitting here with Bruce Lee's wife, and then she served us tea, right? In Bruce Lee cups. Somebody had given Bruce Lee some uh, some cups from Italy, and they were yeah. like with a, from uh, Way of the Dragon. So okay, Dragon, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there, Bruce Lee's house, drinking tea in Bruce Lee cups with Bruce Lee's wife. You know, <laughs> whoa, that's insane. How mind blowing. Yeah. But Bruce. yeah, I mean, he he is. I mean, he's still inspiring people today. Oh, yeah. You know, and I can't imagine. I mean, when I was young, I saw Chinese Connection on television and I, oh, it, wow. and it blew me away. Uh -huh. But I can't even imagine how much more awesome of an experience seeing it on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that must have been mind blowing. That I, I, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have lost my mind seeing this as a, as a child on the big screen. I would have went crazy. My God, and it, it was, it changed my whole life. It really did. And I got to, I mean, obviously I have a lot of faith, faith in the Lord now, but I got to tell you the biggest inspirations that I always say is, is Bruce Lee and Jesus Christ, you know? Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. The, a comedian Joey Diaz is a huge Bruce Lee martial arts fan. Oh, wow. And his story was um, uh, when he was young, he turned, he, he had the TV came on. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody turned the TV on in his house. And he was there chilling with his family and a Chinese Connection TV spot came on <laughs> and he didn't know who Bruce Lee was. He didn't know what that movie was. And he just saw Bruce Lee doing his thing, you know, you know, kicking ass, taking names. And he was just like, how does this exist? Like, he's <laughs> like, I have to see this. And he, you know, he, he ran and saw it in theater, too. And he's a, a huge fan. But uh, yeah, uh, he, he is the man continuing to, uh, you know, inspire people even today. Yeah. And you know, uh, look at this! Look at this handsome guy right here. Kung Fu Mania. Look at this handsome guy here. Yeah, and then like you were saying earlier, your martial arts journey began, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you became you became the 
you evolved into Art Kacho. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And because you learned from uh, Eric Lee, the Kata King. Absolutely. Who cool is that? I mean, you know, he was, uh, he was, I'd seen him on covers of Black Belt and all these magazines throughout. And, and it just so happened that, again, that Bruce Lee Museum I was volunteering at, they were going to do a seminar with him. And I, I went, and that was it from, I think it was 19, uh, early 80s, 80, 81, 82, that uh, I've been with him since. You know, I've, I've cross trained in different martial arts, but I always say that's my core. That's my, my main, you know, core is one hop window with, with Sifu Eric Lee, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, I, I think you have to. You have to have something. You have to have a. You know, you, we all cross train, but I think we all have to have a foundation. You know. Yes. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I ran into him at a convention. Oh. Wow. I, I had to take a picture with him real quick. I should have grabbed it, but it's okay. Uh, but yeah, I watched uh, his movie Ninja Busters, which came on Blu-ray several years ago. That movie is hilarious. It's yeah. A lot of fun. Check it out. <laughs> Gerald yeah. Okamura. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald. Oh my God. Yeah, and speaking of Gerald. Uh, how was it uh, directing him in The Power Within? Well, you know what? I got to tell you, that was an amazing, amazing experience with him because I, I purposely fought for him. They had a lot of Chinese actors, name actors they wanted to use. And and I said, I, said, I want Gerald. I want Gerald. And, and number one, I love him to death. the sweetest human being. I've, you know, one of the sweetest people I've ever met. But he really, really, it was really good. It was really good working with him. Great guy. And the thing I've noticed, and I'm sure it comes across, is that some of the, 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 the top masters that I consider master, whether it's Guru Inosanto, uh, Grandmaster Samuel Kwok, Sifu Eric Lee, <clears throat> all these guys, when you see them, the, the real true masters that I consider masters are so humble, so down to earth, yeah. and so just, you know, they don't, they're not full of themselves. They've transcended the ego in that regard, you know? Yes, yes. And, um, I've experienced that too. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome that you got you had to fight and got him in the movie. How cool is that? Gerald Okamura is hilarious. He is hilarious. I spoke to him. I think it was at Dragon Fest right. a couple of times, and I he's so funny. His sense of humor is amazing. But oh uh, god, yeah, him, him. Uh, and you know, and, and Don Wilson, Don Wilson, you know, from if you look at the record of Don Wilson's kickboxing records, like you're thinking this guy's seventy two fights, sixty nine wins, blah 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 blah. He's a killer yeah. kickboxer. Right. And the goofiest guy, goofiest guy you could ever. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy, I love yeah. him. Yeah, I had him on the channel last <laughs> year, um, but there was some with some other special guests, Alan Delabi and stuff. But there was some Don was having some technical difficulties, so we lost him. Oh, we man. had him for like five minutes, and then we lost him. But he's coming back. Don, Don. Don's coming back. No, but that is Don. That is Don, man. Yeah. He's worse than I am. <laughs> <When it comes laughs> <all this time. laughs> Technology. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, shout out to Eric Lee and, and Don, of course. And speaking of Don, boom, ring of fire, ring of fire, man. Yeah, man, I enjoyed this one. Uh, was this the was this the first time you were in a project with Gary Daniels as well? Yeah, I think so. I think Ring of Fire was the first, you know, I had started my career in, uh, at, at, believe it or not, in a, in a forgettable film called Chinatown Connection as an actor, one of the lead actors in the film. Boom, and, um. Oh man, there you go. <laughs> Bruce Lai, Lee Majors. <laughs> Samurai guy's always ready. <laughs> oh, Look at you, man. Look at you. Um, so that was the first film. And then uh, then I couldn't get myself arrested. I thought, you know, here's the thing, guys. And I've got to tell you this, you know, everybody wants to be in the films. They think, okay, I got my break. I'm co-starring with Bruce Lai, Lee Majors. This is it. I made it. I'm there. 
Are you kidding me? I, I couldn't get myself arrested after that, man. I'm working fast food. I'm working whatever, you know, after starting this film. And uh, and my Sifu, Eric Lee, called me up out of the blue. And, you know, one day, and he goes, hey, I want to get your butt kicked for 50 bucks. I'm there, Sifu. I'm there. 50 bucks. Come on. I'm there. Ooh, you got a special effects going on in the background there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that goes. <laughs> That's cool. That's the, the Camacho effect. <laughs> I love it. The Camacho effect. He's so excited <laughs> in this movie. Look at that. Fireworks showed up. Look at that. It's awesome. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. But how was your experience uh, uh filming this? Real fire was so fun because I didn't I was always I was a kid, I didn't have no formal experience in fight choreography or fight stuff. I just did it all my life as a kid. And so I get to the film and we do this scene and we're just having fun. It's a big in, in Chinatown, big multi-opponent scene, and everybody's beating up everybody. And 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 this one this one uh, technique I'll, I'll be be very brief but this guy's supposed to kick me in the chest I go flying back I get knocked out so yeah. take one boom kicks me hard he's kicking hard he's a kickboxer and he's not hold, pulling back so he's he's knocking the wind out of me but again it's my first one I'm not gonna complain I don't care I'm young yeah. uh, yeah, I can take it take two the kick comes a little higher boom I get hit flying back land cut okay get up and then by this time it started to hurt a little bit you know so I thought yeah. okay. So I started timing it. So so I said, you know what? He kicks me at so so much distance. So what I'm gonna do is get so light on my feet. So literally, he can literally kick me, and I'll go flying, and nothing's gonna, you know, it's not gonna hurt. And so take three comes in there on my throat. So okay. literally, this side kick on my throat. Mm. But again, because I had timed it so well, I just felt the impact. You know, when you feel this, yeah, yeah. And I go flying back. You know, really, really flying back, and I'm and I'm limp. And then nobody's yelling cut. Nobody's yelling cut. So I thought, oh my God, I screwed it up. I screwed it up. I go, my first film, I'm going to be fired because I, I said maybe I, I didn't time it right with the kick, whatever. So much going through your head, right? Eyes are closed. I'm lying down there. And after, after it, it seemed like forever, but it must have been just a couple of minutes. I said, you know, screw it. I'm just going to take my lumps and go home. I opened my eyes and then all these people are standing around me. They thought I was dead, or, you know? <laughs> they oh thought, my goodness. They saw the guy kick me on the throat, go back, land hard on cement. They thought I was really out. And and I look up at them, and they're looking up at me in shock. They go, hey, are you okay? I go, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm apologizing to them. And they go, you got kicked in the throat. Why are you apologizing? I said, well, well it was my fault. I must have screwed it up. They go, no, no, come on. And they got up. They were, like, so relieved that I didn't get hurt or, or dead. Oh, man. After, as we're leaving the, the set, I hear the producer, you know, uh, the producer and the director talking, and they're talking to Eric Lee. They go, hey, hey uh, Eric, we got uh, another scene coming up in a couple of weeks. Why don't you bring that, that little Mexican guy? He doesn't complain. He works cheap. <laughs> <laughs> <That's me. laughs> there you go. There again, the Camacho effect is back, baby. <laughs> right, gonna, from now on, moving forward, we're going to call you Art Iron Neck Camacho. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, this must have been a, an amazing experience just to be those guys. And then you ended up doing several more projects with Gary Daniels. Yeah. And man, the stunt work and recoil and and some of the other projects is really phenomenal, man. Well, well recoil, I tell you, the 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 recoil, a lot of it, most of it goes to Spiro Rosado. I think his name is. He's the one that does all the Fast and Furious now. That guy nice. was phenomenal. That guy was of uh, him and and and, uh, and Gary. I was more of a traffic cop, just kind of yeah. yeah. But those guys just 
kick butt. But to give you an idea, I mean, when we did the, uh, there was a scene in the bank, <clears throat> we saw off the movie, shooting inside the bank, outside shootout explosions. That, 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 that scene, it sh took us like three or four days to shoot, three days, I think, to shoot. But it was the most challenging because I had two sets. I had one set outside, one set inside. And, and again, there's an assistant director who kind of runs the show. And he's the one that kind of, you know, coordinates everything. And up to this point, the assistant director had been very abusive with people. And I had mm. talked to him a couple of times and said, hey, come on, just just chill, chill, you know? You don't yeah. have to yell, you don't have to cuss at these people, just just take it easy. And and that day when we're shooting big, big stunts, I mean, I'm shooting people inside, going out the window, I'm shooting a, a car exploding behind cops. And we come to this big argument. And he says, you keep talking to me like that, Art Camacho, and I'm going to walk. And I'm going to take my assistant with me. So I said, you know, F you, F your assistant, give me the walkie. And I just ran him off the set and I took over the walkie. So here I am, Art Camacho, I'm calling the cops. Okay, stop the traffic here. Okay, run inside the bank, shoot him up and action. Boom, 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 team. Okay, cut, change this, change that, put the camera here. Then I run outside, put the explosions on the car, blowing up cars, going inside. It was nuts. It was nuts, man. You know? But you but took I, control. You had to take control. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. When I mean, and I say this, and and it's it's one of my sayings that, in just in general, in my life experience, I've never been the first choice, but I've been the best choice. Nice. I've never, I've never been the first one to say, "Hey, let's get Art Camacho." It's like, oh shit, let's get Art Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, you you started off as a as an extra and stuff, and you learn you learned as you on the go. You Absolutely. absorbed everything like a sponge, you know, let yeah. me see how that works. Let me see how this works. And then, Absolutely. you know, started doing your directing thing and, you know, yeah. sky's the limit and you're still doing it today, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, the movie dojo army, you know, our followers <laughs> here, we're very proud of you and we support you. Yes. Uh, we have a question here from chat here. Well, hold on. Hold on. We got another martial arts legend watching right now. Chucky oh. Curry. Chuck. Yes. The the myth. Yes. Chucky. Chucky. Congratulations, Art Camacho. Great being a longtime friend. Keep up the great work. Oh, look at that. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to have Chucky on the show at some point oh, in the future. Yes. Great, yes. Great martial artist. Great yes. Martial artist. Uh, two questions really quick here, and then we'll keep it rocking and rolling here from chat. He goes, hey, Art, what's it like working with Sasha Mitchell from the Kickboxer sequels? <laughs> Sasha is one of the sweetest guys and most humble guys that I've worked with ever. I mean, he was like, uh, you know, I, I, I worked with him on uh, on Gangland and he would always say, what, what, what would you like me to do, Art? I said, well, Sasha, you know, do your thing. What kind, What's your best techniques? Do your thing. I don't want you to be me. I want you to do your thing. Yeah. And he was so humble. He goes, no, Art, I want to do what you'd like me to do. And and he was just that kind of thing, the humility, the level of humility. And he throws these phenomenal kicks and he goes, and he come to me, is that okay, Art? I can do it better. I go, that's phenomenal. I'm like, look at this stuff. My God. In my dreams, I couldn't do, you know, half of yeah. what he could do. But just the most the sweetest human being that I that I, I love him to death. I love nice. Him to death. Copy that. Copy that. He's like huge now, and he's like, like a yeah. brick. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like a beast big. now. <laughs> I mean, he was he was always big, but just very lean. Now he's just poof. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, how about working with Mark DeCascos in the base, and and also uh, working with Commando director Mark L. Lester? How was it on that pro uh, working with that project? Yeah, you know what. It was it was good with Mark. I, I didn't really have any scenes with him, but it it was a fun experience. And I worked with Mark many many years ago in uh, 
Ninja Academy. Ninja mm. Academy. Another forgettable film. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Okamura. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Marcos is sweet. Very, I mean, talented. The guy, you, you know, here's the thing about Marcos. You know, obviously, you know, Sifuel is, is the founder of uh, One of Quindo. But well, the thing about Mark, he's such a talented. Not only is he a good actor, he's a good gymnast, great martial artist. I mean, the guy's got he's got so much talent. It's just oozing out of his ears, you know? Yeah, and very, humble, very humble, very sweet, always respectful of everybody. Legend, yeah. And he killed it in uh, John Wick Chapter 3, man. He oh, was yeah. so good. Yeah, that's another guy I'm trying to get a hold of and uh, get him on the channel so we could talk oh. here in the dojo for sure in the future. Nice. Um, but um, speaking of, let's go ahead and segue here. Uh, going back to The Power Within, you had William Zapka, Cobra Kai, the karate kid in this one. But speaking of the Cobra Kai, let's keep it Cobra Kai here. He worked with Martin yes. Cove. Martin Cove. On, on several projects as well. My brother and from another. I, I I I miss art. I miss posters like this. These posters, these kind of posters are like, yes. are like was what made me go into the video store and go, ooh, I want to see that. Grab it off the shelf, run to the counter and pay for it. I really miss, I mean, I've always said like, you know, a lot of modern day posters nowadays, especially for the big budget AAA movies, right? they're so generic and so forgettable. But this takes me back, yeah. you know, posters like this takes me back. And uh, I actually got a, had a chance to interview Michael Worth on the channel. Oh, really? oh. Yeah, it was cool wow. to, uh, chatting with him. Uh, he's, he's, he's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, how was it working with uh, Martin Cove here? Well, Martin, I tell you, man, he was, uh, number one, he was amazing, amazing. And this was, I think, to be the best was, I think, first time I worked with him. But I, I, I've done, like, three or four films with him. But the last film, <clears throat> no, let me go back. Final Payback It was a film that that I wrote, produced, directed in the whole nine yards. And uh, we brought him to the table. And this guy just was so amazing, amazing guy. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an amazing experience because um, he was so into the role, and it was you know we were tight tight budget and stuff like that. That he brought he brought a, a box of a lot of his own personal things that he wanted in his space and basically in his house in, in the character's house. So yeah. he really identified with the character and and really brought a lot of his own his his own stuff in there, and and he would just rewrite it and rework it to where because because to me. I, I, as long as we're not shooting the Bible, I don't. I really welcome all my actors to to bring their own, to to work on the dialogue, change it, whatever. As long as it works and and we're all in sync, and that's what he did. He just rewrote these scenes and made them so much richer. And nice. apart from his performance, my God, you know, I, I can't tell you that. That's what I'm saying. This is a true blessing for me to 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 work with people like Martin, who who are just so amazing and so and so I'm so happy to see him back up there where he belongs. You know. He just kills it as Crease kills yeah. it. He doesn't have to. He doesn't even have to say anything. He just walks into the dojo, and you're just like, "Oh crap, it's about to go down, man." Yeah. Uh, but yes, that's right. Steel Justice himself. Oh, you're giving a Steel Justice shout out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, but, um, this, believe it or not, that's a very historical film for me because literally, I I was an extra on Steel Justice. And I had lost touch bases. I had lost uh, contact with my C. Frederick Lee. And he was on the stunt team. And so I go to the set. And I'm here. I'm a lowly expert. And he's with the stunt guys. 
And he goes, oh, what are you doing over there? I go, oh, Sifu. And we, we reconnected and that just, my God, we've been wow. Look Still at that. Justice. Small world. Small yes. world, right? Yes. Uh, but also in final, um, what is it? Final payback. Payback, yes. Yeah. I almost said paycheck. <laughs> I'm thinking of John Woo right it now. Pretty much was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you had another legend in here. Yes, Mr. John Saxon. Yeah, oh, John yeah. Saxon. Roper, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How cool was it to work with Roper? Oh, what do you mean, how cool? I mean, from day one, I brought posters and pictures, locked him in a trailer here. <laughs> You're signing all of this right now. Okay. Yes. You're on my payroll. <laughs> So you're working. That's he, awesome. That's awesome. And back. yeah, the Chinese Connection, that was your first Bruce Lee experience. Yes. But Enter the Dragon, I believe you said in the book, is your personal favorite Bruce Lee movie, oh I believe. Yes. And it's a classic. <laughs> such a classic. Oh, my God. And, and Bruce Lee, I mean, he has eight lines in the whole movie. I mean, uh, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But 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 again, you see, the, and I, I stopped counting, to be honest with you, probably about viewing of 67 68 i mean i've seen that film at least 150 200 times in the theaters every time it comes out and revivals and everywhere yeah. drive-ins everywhere and um yeah yeah enter the dragon and then to work with john saxon it's like come on it was an amazing number one he was a very nice guy very professional he wasn't as, as friendly you know chummy we didn't get along that way like i do with a lot of the actors but we were really good, we were really good, and, and I, I loved him to death. And then afterwards, he was so kind, so kind that he that he sent me a, 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 a care package, all these pictures of him and Bruce and all kinds oh, of stuff, man. and autographed them all. He was just just such a sweet guy. That's amazing. Yeah, do you have that on your wall too? And certain... yeah, yeah, you gotta have that on. <laughs> Those I have literally. This is my kind of movie you know, wall, and then my office has my Bruce Lee wall on my autographs. Yeah lobby cars i just ooze this where i have to be always inspired I'm yeah found myself with that you know that's what it's all about man yeah and you've worked with some other martial arts legends here let's let's start with uh jeff wincott here how was it working oh. with jeff oh jeff great guy great guy really you know this this guy was you know he's not like a trained black belt martial arts guy but he's very good and very you know open to doing stuff and very uh it was great i i can't you know, with him, I, 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 I like these other guys, and I'm not bullshitting you. You know, I, you know, I would tell you, I'd, I'd say no comment if I, you know, if got, I didn't have gotcha. <laughs> but no, no, Jeff was great, great guy. Yeah. Loved working with him on Deadly Bad, man. Copy that, yeah. And Dolph, the Dolphinator. Oh my God. How was it work? How was it working with Dolph? <laughs> Here's my experience with Dolph. I they hired me because they were doing. Um, reshoots on this one film on that film that triggered they shot in mexico then they went to utah to do the reshoots and um and they hired me to to do the action of course and uh in the producer director they called me up to go art don't take it personal we don't want you to get offended but you know Dolph Dolph changes a lot of things he has he always puts his personal stamp and some people don't like that he changes their choreography I said, guys you know, I'm cool. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, he's, I'm a big fan of his, number one. And number two, you know what? I'm not getting paid by the punch or the kick, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so every, you know, for, for days, I, I choreographed it. But uh, but what, what happened is I go from L.A., they flew us into Vegas. Then from Vegas, they rented us a car to go uh, an hour into uh, Utah. And they, uh, they 
they put me along with the two stunt guys that were doubling for some of the actors there. So on that way down there, here's 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 a lesson for for filmmakers and for people in general. On that hour drive that I'm driving with this this guy was uh was worked with Dolph for ten years. He's he doubles him for a lot of stuff and and he works with him. And so on the way down there, instead of making small talk, I kept picking his brain, picking his brain. Hey, what is Dolph like? What is Dolph like? Does he like to kick? Like to punch? And 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 in that hour, I got so much knowledge about Dolph Lundgren. So by the time I choreographed. I choreographed everything that Dolph likes to do, you know, Perfect. so, also, but, so here's the thing, the, uh, after I choreographed it again, the, the director, very sweet guy, Scott told me, Art, don't take it personal, Dolph, Dolph's probably going to change everything, and, and, and so don't, so don't, don't be upset, I said, no, brother, I'm blessed to be here, so no. then I get the call, Dolph wants to have dinner with you tonight, and he wants you to, to bring, because I videotaped it on my phone, to bring the fight and show it to him, so, okay, Great. So, so I went with my mind thinking, you know what? If they keep one punch, I don't care. I just want Dolph to look good, you know? Yeah. So then we go down there, and it's not only Dolph. It's Dolph. It's his assistant. It's the producer. It's the director. And they're all sitting there. And now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> so so he sees it. Art, can you show me this thing? So I'm sitting there in my little phone, right? And then five guys trying to look at the phone. And, and Dolph's looking at it, and they're looking at it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, here's where we can add a line, and they love. They didn't change one thing. Did not change hey. one. Not one. Not one. Nice. Thing. The only question that they had was, "Okay, Art, uh, how are you going to cover this? How many shots uh, are you going to do it in?" And I said, "Well, here's what I'm going to do. I have like seven shots to cover this whole fight. Camera here, camera there." So I started doing the breakdown because I was pretty prepared. That was it. That was it. And he loved it. And he goes, "Art, why haven't we worked together before?" <laughs> <laughs> That's but cool. It's funny. It was yeah, a they, wonderful experience. He was very professional, yeah. very good at what he did. And just, I mean, it's Dolph Lundgren. I mean, I'm a kid in a candy store, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and IMDb had you down for stunts for uh, As Good As Dead. Oh, yeah. Now, this this wow. is probably Michael Jai White's best movie in a in, in a while. I, you know, this, yeah. this reminded, I, I mean, I enjoyed The Island. The Island was a fun, like, crime thriller. I enjoyed right. that. But... Mm -hmm. But this was like, it just reminded people, you know, oh, yeah, Michael J. White can be a badass in movies. Like, it was like, you, do you remember, do you, you know, do you remember, remember Michael J. White? You know, <laughs> you know, this was a reminder, like, oh, yeah, you know, he's so, he's so good in that. How was it uh, being a part of that project? It was great because my, my, Michael pretty much, he was, uh, he was, uh, you know, kind of co-directing it uh, all, every step of the way. See, and they, what they did, they had the choreograph, the, the choreography kind of set from this guy and uh, Michael Kwok put together this this kind of style that that yeah, uh, the, White wanted. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but it looked pretty cool. And so yeah. basically, he put down the skeleton, and then I worked around it and just kind of you know added a little bit more pieces. But but the choreography, ninety percent was, was was Michael Kwok, who's really good. Yeah, he's and, great. Um, and then I hired and trained. And here's the thing. Whenever I've gone to Mexico, I literally from scratch, from scratch, you're talking about walking into a dojo and training 20 people to be camera ready within, you know, six hours. Wow. <laughs> and we did. We we went over there and uh, and not for this one, but for a couple of previous ones. So I had a little bit of a Mexican team over there. And so we did. We just went in there and gave Michael what he wanted. And Michael was great. He's very specific. He's very knowledgeable. Very, yeah. of course, you know. But both in front camera, behind the camera, I mean, uh, 
it, one, it, was a, it was, again, one of the best experiences I've had because Michael specifically wanted me to, to coordinate. You know, he called, he, uh, they had other people in mind, the producers, and then Michael said, no, no, I want art. And uh, so I was very, very fortunate and blessed. And it was a great experience working. And, I, and again, even still, at, at this old age, I'm still learning. I always learn. I always have right. nothing mind learning from different people. Yeah, we, we never stop learning, right? Right. right. But that's awesome. That, how cool is that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever you run into Michael again, Art, please tell him that we need five more Blood and Bone movies. <laughs> Blood and Bone, that, that character should have been a TV series. There should have been like 10 sequels, uh, you know, of Blood and Bone. Uh, him, but, yeah. him and, and, his, and his wonderful wife, you know, are so, she's so, such a sweet, sweet, sweet person. Beautiful inside and out, you know? Yeah, they're, they're the power couple. That's yeah. what I call them for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how was it working with uh, Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal. <laughs> Again, I hear all these horror stories, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody's heard them. Steven's this, Steven's that, Steven's everything. Right. And I had met him a couple of times socially. So when they when they offered me the film, at first, when I met with the director, the director wanted the, uh, like they had talked to Donnie Yen, and they wanted that kind of Hong Kong feel to it. And I said, I've done some of it, but I'm not. I'm not the right guy, you know. I'm not right. the right guy. That's not stuff. your style, anyway. <laughs> no, no, I yeah, love yeah. the salad, but I just the wi- with wire work and, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And so, um, so again, we had our meeting with the director, and um, done. nice meeting you. A couple weeks later, they go, Art, we want to hire you. I go, what do you, what do you mean? We're going to bring in this guy, Yin Yin Yang from Hong Kong, who doubled for Jet Li, and he's, he's so good. Hong Kong, yeah. And and um, we want you to work with him. And we also have a stuff coordinator from Germany. So we have a team, but we want you to kind of oversee the whole thing, the whole action unit. And I said, but guys, you have Yin Yin Yang, who's a legend. You have this guy who's done all these major ass films out there in Germany. I'm, 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 what am I going to do? Serve their coffee? What do you, you don't need me. And I'm serious. I'm talking myself out of a job. Yeah, right. <laughs> so finally, they go, no, Art, we really want you. The producers at Sony really want you. And um, and so they made me an offer I couldn't turn down, and I and I I took the job, and and my first experience was with Steven Seagal was I see him on the street, it's like in Germany, it's like hey, I, was, I don't call him Steven, I call him Sensei because I have a lot of respect for him as a martial artist. Yeah. So I go over there, and I don't give a shit. I'm I'm a hugger. <laughs> I'm a hugger. So all of a sudden I run across the street, I go to hug him. His bodyguards are right there. They're ready to to to, to pull out a gun. Oh my there. goodness. It was crazy. Yeah. I thought I was like this nutty guy from, mm-hmm. you know, from Germany. And um, and no, with him, it was a very good experience with me. I really had a good time with him because honestly, I was just like, I told you, when I choreographed some of the stuff with him, I just said, uh, you know, sensei, um, you know, I need a, a hand technique that sends the body in this direction. So he would go, okay, how about this? Or how about that? I go, yeah, that's a good one. And that's the way I worked with him. He'd give me the techniques. I would just tell him kind of the direction I wanted the bodies to fly. And yeah, pretty much it. And he respected me a lot. And I had a lot of respect for him. Nice. I didn't have one, uh, <clears throat> one issue with him. Personally, I really didn't. I, you know, I know wow. look at that. Him, you know? Yeah. Wow. Copy that. Copy that. And, you know, I always tell people it's all about that first five. That first five is is still legit. Those first five films of his, yes. still legit. And if you want to have some fun, you can throw in Under Siege to Electric. <laughs> it's right. still fun, man. It's still right, fun. right. Um, but those first five, you're right. Those were yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I got to tell you again, brother. To me, everything you mentioned, I mean, 
and to a certain degree, I grew up with watching them and you know on DVDs or in the theaters. Yeah, I'm, I'm a kid in a candy store. Even to this day, even to this day, you know, I came off working with Tyrese and Hardy Keitel. It's like my God, me yeah. and Safari. It's like wow, I am. I'll look at my Ithia Roth Rock. You've worked with so many. <laughs> Yeah, 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 so many. So the many. only negative thing I'll say about Dom, and I got, and I, okay. I got to this, I got to put it out about Dom. Oh, okay. Because here's the thing: um, I've done twenty, I think twenty-five films with Don Wilson. Yes. You know, so we started on uh, I forget which film, but I hate, hate, hate that I get these massive laugh lines right here because we're always laughing. We're fuck, excuse my language. We're always laughing. I mean, we're having such a good time. I mean, I kid you not, I get these big ass wrinkles right here. So I'm doing this kind of, you know, like treatment, trying to, you know. <laughs> Don, stop being so funny. You're getting everybody <laughs> laugh wrinkles. You're getting everybody <laughs> laugh wrinkles. And don't worry about cursing. We curse her all the time. It's all good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but I tell you, I swear to you, man, it's like, you know, we do, we do, we work, we work hard, we get serious, but afterwards yeah. we're laughing and kidding and joking. And this guy has stories, you know, to the end of time. And just uh, you How know, generally nice guy. That's that's a that's awesome to hear for sure. But man, uh, I'm gonna switch the switch the flip here. I think I said that wrong. But <laughs> Banshee, Banshee. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Was, you know, that was, it was again just it was just a fun gig. A friend of mine called me up. I started his career. This guy uh, Marcus Young. And when I say I start people's career, I don't say I gave him a job. I literally took him from a dojo. I trained him. And I put him in, I don't know, 10, 12 films. And then he started moving on his own, moving on his own. And he started doing big films. And then they forget about you. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but he called me for Banshee. And that was just an, it was a, just a one or two day gig. But it was an amazing experience because I love that show, man. That show is so good. If you guys have not seen Banshee, please watch it right now. Yeah. Especially huge. if you're a fan of The Boys. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, if you, if you like the boys, uh, Homelander, uh, he's the lead actor, and uh, this uh, the actor that plays Homelander, he's the lead. Yeah, actor. And it's a, it's an amazing show. And here's the thing too is that when you hear anybody complaining about wages stuff like that, when you're when you're doing these union gigs, man, oh man, that's more money than you'll see in any regular job. Trust me on that. Wow, because they get that. You know, when I work those, when I do those stunt gigs, I mean, you know, you, you get good money. You get good money, and and I'm just grateful for for anything, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but it was but, it was cool to see your name a part of it in terms of the oh, stunt yeah. work, a part of this project. I was like, oh right, it was fun. It was cool yeah. that one, and then uh, this other one, Jesus Christ, um, ah, it will come to me. But yeah, yeah some of these yeah. some of these beautiful ones, when I get to, every now and then they they hire me to go play with them. It's fun. <laughs> oh, so fun! Copy you know? that. I saw this uh, trailer for this project right here, Wild League. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, tell us about this. Based <laughs> on a true story here. And is uh, there he is. That's right. Highlander himself. Adrian Paul. Uh, tell us about this project. The way, again, again, brother, the way life, the, the way life is, God, whatever you want to, whatever you call this source in your life, I don't care what you call it, but there's there's something that's guiding you, bringing you to things. And I was supposed to do this film in the Philippines. This is uh, Alexander Nevsky, good good friend of mine. Yeah. He was going to hire me to do this film. They were going to shoot in the Philippines, an action film. <clears throat> and it fell through. So then a couple months later, he goes, Art, I got another film. I said, no problem. He says, but it's not an action film. I go, even better, because I really love the dramatic scenes. I love to direct. Yeah. And so, so I met with this producer from Russia, 
And he gave me this script that was so thick. I mean, it was a 200-page script, you know? And I read it, and it was epic. Oh, my God, I fell in love with it from the first five pages. And I was really, to be honest with you, I was trying to hold my giddiness, but I was like, okay, yeah, well, I'll direct it. But inside, it's like, please, 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 I want to direct it. Because it's such a good movie, good story. The The only thing was that they said, well, it's going to be all in Russian. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay, well, we'll have translators there for you. And it's going to be shot in Russia. So I think, wow. wow. So here you are. I mean, literally within, I think it was like three, four weeks after that meeting, I'm on a plane to Russia. And uh, and and I got to tell you, man, it was at first, I, I again, my ignorance of, of the world of the different countries, I thought they're going to be, they're going to hate me. I'm damn Mexican going down there, you know, and I'm thinking, what, what am I doing? I get there and there was so much love, so much love. It nice. was, sadly, with all the positive that's going on, but the, the, the Russian people are... My God, they're they're to me they're like damn Mexicans, man. They're, they're such big hearts, you know, and really opened their hearts to me, you know. It was an amazing. It was set in 1910, and it was about the introduction of soccer. The English brought soccer to Russia, and so that there was a love story wrapped around all that stuff. But working with some of these amazing Russian actors, they were some of the top actors in Russia at the time. And and I kid you not, I would be sitting there. I'm looking at the monitor. I have the Russian script here, the English script here, and a translator right to either side of me. Yeah. And so after by after about the third or fourth day, I could almost understand what they're saying, just wow. by their emotions and all that stuff. Yeah. See where we are in the script, and it was just amazing. It it came out pretty good. I think the only problem that I saw with the film was that it was like 20 minutes too long because I think some of the subplots that they kept in there could have shorten it up and but it's a yeah. really good film i really am proud of that 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 movie nice can we can we watch this on amazon prime or <laughs> any other streaming services that one i'm not sure i'm not i'm not sure okay. All right, I'll have to look it up, and I'll let people know to check it out for sure if we can find it. Uh, but yeah, how cool! I got it's on the list now. It's on the list. <laughs> wow. Yes. And speaking wow. of Alexander. Boom! Gunfight at Rio Bravo. Yeah, and there's so many other legends in this movie. Get Matthias Hughes in this. Yeah. How, how was it uh, being in a, a part of a western? There, I, it was a dream come true. Kid in a candy store to the nth degree. I've always wanted to be to do a western. Always and still, still to this day, I'm trying to find some somebody to fund some westerns for me. But that was amazing. And, and the funny thing was that <clears throat> Alexander took me down. He says, Art, I'm working with Joe Cornell, which is a good director. Joe's directed some of these uh, smaller uh, Western films. But he says, I want to give it a different look, a whole different feel to it. So, um, so, he, so he took me down there. And I told him, well, again, I'm not, um, you know, I'm going to do my thing. It's, it's a Western. And, and, and all, all respect to everybody there. I, I do respect everybody. But I'm going to do the Art Camacho thing. It's a small film. I said, you know what? So let's just have fun. Yeah. And so what I did, I just I just went to town. And uh, and believe it or not, uh, there was one sequence in the film <clears throat> where he goes almost through a gauntlet. He goes halfway through the town. He's doing the Clint Eastwood thing. He's taking people apart. Yeah. And so I said, how do I make it different? And, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And all of a sudden, and, and, and as I'm thinking, sometimes I'm going through moves in my head. I'm moving around in my head trying to visualize. And so what I did, I put together a kata. Literally a kata where you, you strike, you punch, you do double strike here. And so that's what I said. Now replace the punches and put the gun in your hand. Yeah. Boy, moving, moving, turning, you know, turning up here, this way, you know. Yeah. Just, gun gun kata. 
<laughs> it was funner than fun, man, to see him go through all these people, go and then mow these people, the timing, and the people in Arizona who shot in Arizona, brother, some of the funnest people, these cowboys up there, they're, they're these reenactors, and that's what they do. So a lot of them were just, I mean, I helped them a little bit on the stunts and the falls, but yeah, 90% of it, I mean, these guys were showing me all kinds of cool stuff. But oh, that's amazing. That's what I did. A gun caught him with Alexander. And uh, and I told Alexander, because I've seen his films, and I said, Alexander, this is going to be the best action you personally have done in any of your films, no matter big or small. I promise you that. And and it was, to this day, if you've ever seen, the film's okay. I mean, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. But, but the action is pretty cool. You know? <laughs> nice. worth watching at least for the action copy that yeah i saw, yeah. I saw that there's a, a sequel might be coming there oh yeah we we, we shot the sequel the, the sequel oh, okay so <laughs> it is <Same> coming <laughs> all right nice, <laughs> nice. or escape from nearby i forgot the name of the sequel but but that one he, he said art art i want you to to be in this one i go what do you mean yeah uh, comanchero i'm there so i grew my beard out and i just, yeah i had so much fun so so again I'm excited for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, sequel. yeah, yeah. We, we had a lot of fun in sequel. Stay too, tuned. Right? Stay tuned yes. for sure. Yes. Um, this was a post-apocalyptic western in a way, Steel Frontier, yes. and there's yes. some really great stunts and action in this one. This was like this was really good. I was not expecting this movie to be that good. No, well, PM. I tell you, PM Entertainment, Joseph Murphy. I mean, without Joseph Murphy, there is no Art Camacho. They are. They literally gave me a career i'm telling you I, and I, I i i to this day the producer joseph murphy to this day we still talk i mean 30 years later we're still we're still friends i love him like uh to death he he's the one that gave me my uh my first my sad card my first fight choreography gig my first directing gig i mean and kept me employed i mean kept me employed for several years you know whenever they uh, awesome. they had you know generic stunts or anything else are you doing anything come on down come yeah. play with us and Steel Justice is one of those films that we just worked a few days on it, but it was just so fun. So fun. I used to do a lot of these random gigs that they were just, you know, they were just fun. You know what I'm saying? Even, yeah. you know, I would do it for free if, if I could afford to because it's so fun. I'm just so blessed, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, shout out to Joseph. Shout oh, out to Joseph. God, we yeah, salute yeah. Joseph. Yes. Yes. But you know what? He saw right. something special in you, you oh, know? Thank you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and, you. uh, uh, several awards you've won as well, and this project right here, uh, you won at the uh, Urban Action Showcase. I mean, yeah. how cool is that? <laughs> that was that was my my bro, uh, Tom Renner, and and and, and uh, amazing. Well, Tom, uh, shout out to him because he's the one that just. I mean, he is. If anybody, he's gone through a lot of uh, health issues recently, but he is a true true warrior. Warrior. When I say. I mean, this guy is is a human being. As a human being, I love him to death. And as a martial artist, I respect him. But he put together this fun film. And I went over there and, and New York in a few days, and we just had some fun. It was a fun comedy about these two priests, and he's this, you know, martial arts master, and they run into this mayhem, you know, funny stuff. I'm sold. I'm sold already. I got to tell you, man, <laughs> fun stuff. I really... You know, um, did you go last year to the Urban Action Showcase Expo? Pardon? No, no. Unfortunately, I have. Unfortunately, I've been, I've been so tied up the last few years during that period yeah. of time. You know, uh, um, Demetrius Angelo premiered uh, Into the Dragon to celebrate the anniversary I at know. Times Square. In Times Square, 
No, I wanted to be there so bad. I Guess know. what he's doing this year? He's doing the Last Dragon in Times. Oh Square. wow, that's so yeah. cool! How fun is that, right? <laughs> really cool, really cool. Because you know, I met that he seems like a pretty cool dude. Um, uh, gosh, I, and I'm sorry because I forget his name, but the, the Last Dragon, the guy, the guy, the, the star. Oh yeah, Time Mac. Time Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Time Mac, great guy, and he still looks good. I don't know what he does, man. He probably does double tequila doses, but he looks great, man. He's like you. You, they, you guys, <laughs> you guys, de-age. What's the secret, Time Mac? What's the secret? Um, yeah. But uh, that, how cool is that? But um, uh, speaking of, you know, keeping the award-winning talk going right now. Uh, yesterday, I had the chance to interview uh, Nina Bergman. Oh, Me and yes. her hung out. Yeah, yes. we had a, we had a blast there. Yeah. She's making oh, me look. She's making me look bad. But those guns. But yeah, Assassin X won yes. uh, several awards as well, starring the amazing Olivia Gruner. Yes. Um, Angel Town is so good. <laughs> I love Angel Town. <laughs> yes. I love Angel Town. But yeah, congratulations, winning all these awards, oh, man. Yes. How was it uh, working with Nina and uh, Gruner? Well, number, number one, Olivier is his best acting game. Because the thing is, here's here's the thing. I'll, I'll go back to that. But with Nina, I got to tell you, literally, when she walked in, the producers already had their in mind who they wanted for that role. And and uh, my my DP said, hey, I know this girl. I've worked with her, Nina. She's great. She's, she's everything. And, and I said, okay, we'll see her. Nina walks in for a lesser role. And all of a sudden, I just see what she did. It's like... You know, no, actually, no, it's the reverse. She walked in for the role she did. And and literally from the minute she walked in the room, she owned that room. She was so amazing, amazing. I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, that's it. That's the girl. Because I wrote, I wrote the script. I said, that's that's the girl. That's that's her. And the producers said, no, no, we, we have somebody else in mind. I said, but that's her. And uh, so then they said, you like her a lot? I go, yeah, I love her. I think, you know, professionally, you know, professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, apart, I mean, she's obviously a gorgeous woman, but but very, something about her, very talented. And um, so then they had her come in. They go, okay, well, try, let's read her for another role. I said, it's a waste. I mean, this is, this is, this is the, the character. So she comes in, she reads for the other part, and she was good. But that role that she played, it was sexy. It was psycho. It was yeah. badass. It was, it was like my god. I she killed it. She killed it, man. The minute she walked in the room, she she had it. She yeah. had it. And uh, and working with Olivier, here's the thing about 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 the, whether it's Don, Olivier, and all these guys, is that sadly, a lot of times when 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 they're working with different directors, sure they get the film done. The films look great. I'm not criticizing anybody's directing. Number one, but. What I've noticed and what I've seen is that they don't work with the actors. Mm, you know, okay. just say a line as long as we get a clear line. Okay, let's move on to the next. And with Olivier, I really worked with him before each scene. I get into his head, reminding him where we're at, what's going on, who your character is. And he was just amazing. Because the, the, number one, he has a wonderful look. There's a, something very chiseled and strong about him, but yeah. also very deep. You know, and 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 same thing with uh, with Matias. Matias, I mean, he plays these big guy, bad guy roles, all this stuff, and he's typecast, just like I'm typecast, which is strictly action. But Matias, I worked with him on, on again on the sequel to Gunfight. I directed him in a couple of the scenes in there, and he blew me away as an actor. Forget about the action stuff; he could have been any actor, could have been could have had a jacket on, but he just 
just the ease of his performance was so amazing. And I told him that. I said, my God, Matthias, even though this is a, a small role because you've had leads in bigger films, but my God, this is your best role. I mean, your best, one of your best scenes because it was so natural and so real. Wow. You know? And and yeah. that's what I'm saying. So I think if you think if you if if these directors do work with these these uh, athletes turned actors, my God, you can get really modest yeah. stuff out of them. Yeah, yeah, copy that. Yeah, it's really important. It's really important. Yeah, really important. <laughs> that's, that's why a lot of them. You see them. They 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 have a good career. Then they they peter out because their performances. They 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 you know. And then when the genres are cyclical, so then when the kickboxing films are no longer in vogue, boom, you're yeah. out. You're, if you take yourself seriously as an actor and you do great performances, then they then casting directors, producers, they see you differently. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, well said, well said. But boom, <laughs> macho experience. Look the, at that. The, the, the show that should have never happened, man. You put me to shame, man. You put me to shame. <laughs> I mean, how was this experience? I mean, I, I seen a few episodes and a few highlights, and I was like, this is, oh, this is awesome. You know, you got you got to show in the world how stunt work is supposed to how, how it's supposed to look and teaching people and and yeah. training them and I mean this isn't you know shows like this is important man I mean how cool was this? No, this was it was the hardest thing I've done in 20, 20 years. Oh my goodness! I swear to you, because uh, what happened is for years I, I met Skip Chasen that who used to be a producer at uh, at Ray, great guy. Big shout out to him because he was just a sweet guy, always was in my corner, in our corner, Michael Matsuda and myself, because we both produced it. And um, and it was, you know, we, we've been talking off and on and, you know, we will skip and trying to find a way, because I wanted to work with El Rey. I always wanted, since El Rey came out, yeah, it's a very cliquish thing. I'm not saying El Rey, but I'm saying Hollywood in general. Mm -hmm. right. clicks, you really can't get in. But Skip was always pulling for us, always are definitely going to find the right thing for us. And COVID hits, all right? COVID hits, everything shuts down. So then the uh, array needed programming. So so they they did a series, I think like half a dozen shows. Mine was one of them or eventually. And uh, and they told me, they go, we know COVID, so we might have to do podcasty style Zoom and all that stuff. We, we expect that. I said, no, I don't want to do that. They go, well, we understand you because we, we definitely want to do a martial arts type of show. I said, okay, if we do it, I want to do it my way. Yeah, and said, I'm going to get these guys live, and I'm going to get very physical with them because I don't know too many hosts that'll go down there and get in the ring and spar with Benny or or do stick fighting or you know, <laughs> you know, you won't get yeah, doing that. <laughs> and um, and so they said, okay, okay, just do your thing, do your thing. And I gave them the pitch, and then my, like Michael and I put together, and and we did the show, and 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 I said, okay, even more after the show was shot, I hated that the 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 opening was kind of boring, so I said, you know what? Screw that. Let's reshoot that. They go, what do you mean? I'm going to get guys. As I'm introducing the show and talking to the show, to the, you know, to the audience, I'm going to have guys trying to beat the shit out of me. So that's what I'm doing. So I'll come up there. Hey, hey, welcome to Sark Camacho on this episode of Boom, Pop, Pop, Pop. I'm going to get choked. <laughs> We're going to head down the trailer. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we had so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it was nerve-wracking. That's why I tell you, what you do, brother, I can't do. I mean... I could, oh. I swear to God, even for my own, excuse my language, fucking name, I had a cue card. Uh, Art, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and even though I, I you know, I, I, it was my buddies and stuff like that, so it was wonderful, but 
it was a fun experience. It was a fun experience. And actually, it was really at the top of El Rey for 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 the run of the, until they until they you know they they didn't become El Rey anymore. But right. they had their, their their cover sheet. They had these you know they really were excited and, and even um, talked to me after the fact. Said, "Hey, Art, if, if you were talks in the possibility of Ray might come back, but you're you're on the top of the list, top of the list. We really like what you did, and and just you know, and and I wanted to just get down and 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 be like, for instance, what Cynthia shows me a how to do a sword form, or Don teaches me about defense, or Benny teaches me certain techniques. Uh, Graciela Casillas, a knife expert, and uh, and at one point, even though they were rubber knives, she's a tough lady." So she's like, oh, you know, I'm getting stabbed everywhere. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, going, guys. Keep the camera rolling, man. More blood, better, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, it, it's, it looked like an awesome show. I did catch at least one or two episodes, and I saw a lot of the highlights, and it's just oh, it's a blast, you know? Oh, it's so good. You know, and on, I oh, go ahead. I went, this, I went kicking and screaming. I did not, because when they called me, well, they called me. They called. They basically called me and Michael Masu at the same time, and um, and I thought at first they wanted me to produce the show and direct. I said great, but then when they said we we, we want you to host it, it's like oh my god, I I don't know the first thing about hosting. Well, how am I going to do this thing? I yeah. don't know. I was like, I and Michael's the one that was talked me. Dark, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do yeah. it. And then I had another partner come up with the name because I didn't want my name on it, didn't want my name on it, didn't want my face on it. But they were like, "Here, you got to do it. You got to do it," you know. And yeah. uh, and so you know, so but, yeah. but we had fun. We had a lot yeah. of fun with our buddies. And, yeah, yeah, you, you did it the Camacho way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what makes that's right. what makes it entertaining. You know, <laughs> for sure. But that's yeah. what I say. You do is amazing. The ease of what you're doing it and how you're, you know, I'm serious. A lot of respect to you, brother. Oh, well, thank you so much, brother. I mean, I, I can't do what you can do. <laughs> uh, I try to, I'll try to do a sidekick now. My back will go out. It's, it's not going to be good. Uh, but now, now we have arrived. That's right. It is time to talk yeah. about Ruthless. Let's get into it. Harry's daughter was murdered four years ago. Some scumbag drugged her, raped her, and left her to die in a ditch. What is he trying to do? I think he's trying to keep that from happening to your daughter. Thanks, Coach. We have a legal obligation to report any suspicions of abuse. Pick your fights, Harry. I will. Now come in. Lord. It's my school coach. Stop hitting that kid. I think you ought to mind your own business, coachy. Before I leave tonight, I'm definitely breaking your right arm. A dick. Good school, kiddo. Oh, Sumner. Can I have a minute? What is it? Where did you go? Ten grand before. As advertised, my boy. Solve all your problems. This crew is known for trafficking girls across state lines. I have a few questions. Where is she? Where'd you take her? You, you can't do this, man. You're not a police officer. Let me do my job. I don't care if I spend the rest of my life in prison. 
This is a big upgrade from the sketchy places I've been to. I've been in business for a strong ten years. I'm gonna kill them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That trailer and the movie. That's right. Hey. Ho. What? What? Scratches the action itch, baby. Such a phenomenal job, Art. You killed it, man. You killed it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it, man. I really, really enjoyed the film. And I, I wanted to tell you that earlier, but I was like, let me lead up to it. Here. Let's lead up. Let's add some suspense to the podcast here. Uh, so good. So good. And, you know, Dermot Mulrooney, man. I mean, he is, he was so good in here. Jeff, he was so good. All the actors uh, did such a phenomenal job in the movie. Uh, but Dermot, man, did, did he, did, I know you trained him yeah. uh, for, the, for the film, but did he have a boxing or martial arts background? Yeah, the thing about Dermot is that he um, he had some boxing, so he had he had a base of, of boxing. So he knew how to do stuff for all the breaking and all that stuff, and, and arm bars and all the fun stuff that we had him doing. It was just him training, and he's so dedicated, so dedicated. And he did honestly, he did like ninety five percent of all his own stuff. <clears throat> Everything you see nice. there, with the exception of the, the big balls and stuff like that, it's 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 Dermot. It's amazing. Um, and, and, and I, and I tell you this film, I, I wrote probably maybe four years ago, five years ago, and okay. it's, been, it's been sitting around and, you know, I came close to getting it funded, didn't go, well, I forgot about it. Then, um, uh, then the perfect storm happened and, uh, I hooked up with this one company and they said, Hey, the, the script I pitched to them, they didn't want, but they said, do you have anything else? I said, okay, how about this? Well, yeah, let's do that one. And, uh, and then it sat again. It took about a year because we were trying to find the right actor for it, trying to find the yeah. right actor that, that has the cachet and obviously distribution as well as, you know, perfect for the role. Right. And when, uh, when, when Dermot came into the picture, that was it. Him and I had a Zoom call and we just clicked instantly and it, we just became like instant brothers. Um, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing actor. He was so excited to do the role because this was his first kind of real action role where he's the lead in this kind of you know gritty kind of world. Yeah, and um, and you never know. You would never know this is his first action movie. No, never. You would never know that. No, he was so natural. Yeah, and you made him. You made him look great, and he worked hard. You know, he 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 gave it his all. Without Dermot, there is no ruthless because he really he brought that depth of character. You know. He really yeah. did. I give him all the credit for the movie because he just, you know, he, he put his hands, his trust in me, and he calls me sensei. You know, he's basically he says, Dad, here, guide yeah. me. What do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. Well, Dermon, if you're watching this, brother, you killed it. Keep doing what you're doing. And let's take a look at it again, and uh, you can give us some little uh, BTS behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, action we got going here, and let's have some more fun here. Uh, how long did it take to film uh, Ruthless? We we shot in eighteen days. Eighteen days. Wow! You know, wow. We were just going, and here some of these scenes in there. He's so the, the depth of Dermot is just amazing. His face, his face tells a whole story. You know, and, yeah. Uh, and as well as the the, the depth, of the the sensibilities when you when you see the you see the you know and, and this one right here, he did something very very cool. Is that 
I'm shooting the scene and I'm looking at the emotion on his face, but then I look at down at his hands and he's doing something interesting with his hands, just rubbing them together. And it became so natural that I told my camera guy, zoom down, just give me a cap, but it's just his hands. I don't give a shit. Just catch his hands. Yeah. And I'm using it because you see something with his hands. It's amazing too, you know, because those are little things as human beings. We don't realize we do, <clears throat> you know, and yeah. uh, so many little things. You know? Yeah. He's so, he's so good. You know, and it's it's just it's tra it's it's a tragic story, uh, you know, with him losing his daughter, you know, the way he did and what happened to her, and and he be just became a, a a broken man, you know, yeah. but then yeah. he finds he finds a uh, it's very unexpected, you know, I and mean, that's what that's what I, I like stories like this because it's it's for the character it's very unexpected his it, I'm sure he didn't think his life was gonna. Uh, go uh, the way it went, and him in a way becoming kind of a surrogate father to, uh, you know, uh, to a student. You know, one of his because he's a wrestling coach, one of the female yeah. students. So, yeah, um, and you know what we wanted to draw on is is uh, do you have family? Do you have kids? No, no, I do not. I have I have kids, and I can't even imagine if anything was to happen to them how it would mess me up. You know, and that's what I was drawing. He was drawing upon a lot. He has, he's a family man too. So he's drawing upon that because what would you do? Why, you know, all of a sudden you're helpless. You as the father, you as the man. Yeah. You weren't there to save your kid. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't have kids and I don't even want to ex want to experience that. No, you know, I'm telling like, you. It's terrible. Yeah. It is. Once, once as a, as a parent, I, uh, years ago, I literally rushed home. I, I got a call from the school. Somebody did something to your daughter. I left meetings in Hollywood. I'm going 100 miles an hour on the freeway. I jumped the fence into the school, ran into the classroom. Literally, I got lucky that I didn't get arrested because I went into the classroom. Yeah. And I said, who's the guy that did it? And it was this big this big kid right there. It was a male. And he goes, well, I'm going to tell my father, well, bring your fucking father. Get your fucking uncle. I don't give a shit. You bring him now. Yeah. I'm beat the shit out of all of you. And, yeah. uh, you know, he just had to <laughs> come down. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's your child, you know? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I, I don't have kids and I still get it. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, this, uh, it's very, and, very, and very kids, frightening right? and tragic. But with a lot of the driving, we, we didn't, we didn't use any green screen. We were just out there on the highway, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This actor, uh, the, this actor right here, he looks so yeah. familiar. Nico, he's done a lot of films recently. The last yeah. three, four years, he had a four years release. He's yeah. a great guy. I just literally, he just uh, was one of the stars of the film I just uh, wrapped up uh, called The Wrecker. And uh, with Tyrese and, uh, and Harvey Keitel, good actor, good presence too. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> forward. I saw the poster to that and I'm like, yeah, I got to yeah, see that. That's, that's, that's kick ass too. Yeah. Um, but I love. Uh... I love the tagline. <laughs> see, it's just when when you see when you introduce the villains, you know, and and, and just the scumbag villains, you you want to see them get you want to see them get their you know comeuppance, right. and you're right. you're rooting for the protagonist here, you know, right. even if you don't, you know, some people won't agree, you know, with the what he's doing because you know, hey, let the law handle it, right? Right, but right. you, as an audience, and you know, and you're watching something for entertainment purposes. You you want to see him kick the shit <laughs> and just destroy, uh, just, uh, you know, these guys. It's just it's so satisfying. And a lot of a lot of action movies uh, recently. Um, yeah, so there's some been some great action movies recently, but 
there's a lot of them that are just not they're not satisfying they don't give you that satisfaction where you're like yeah <laughs> and uh I, you know i definitely was en- i was enjoying his character completely dismantling limbs <laughs> and bones it was so good and he did he enjoyed it so much he would he would add an extra break it's like let me let me do one more okay cool <laughs> what i loved about his character was he just didn't give a fuck like he just didn't care like he's just like you know i'm gonna break your your left arm if right. you don't tell me what i want to know <laughs> and he's just so calm about it yeah i love the opening sequence in the movie theater with the guy oh. God. Was being a douchebag in the movie theater, and then he tried to jump him with a knife at the at, out, outside of the theater, and yeah. uh, he had to teach him a lesson. The thing about that one is that again, he's not Charles Bronson. He didn't want to fight. <laughs> no, I just want to go eat my popcorn. You yeah. know, I'm just trying to go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. he had to teach him a lesson. Uh, but oh man, her father. Oh, that actor like did such a good job being the the like the the biggest douchebag yeah this uh, this is a compliment sir <laughs> this is a compliment yeah kid man this guy and i've seen some of his other stuff he's a number one he's a good actor but this role it had that you know the, the kind of twisted humor to it you know <laughs> it did, did. Yeah, dark humor i guess this movie does have dark humor yeah yeah at, at points Especially with him, with him, this with his guy character. Was amazing. He he really, really, really did an amazing job. Oh, this was so funny. He just told <laughs> he, he told the daughter, "Hey, go go up to the store, get something to eat, get some wings, and uh, make sure you get some ibuprofen and uh, some Tylenol." <laughs> and then she ends up coming back, and he gives it to the dad after he broke. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. Yeah, it's some of my favorite stuff with these two. You know. <clears throat> And then right there again, he, he you know he throws him down. At one point, one of these takes, I swear to God, I literally thought that he broke his arm. Oh, he really? It was, and I'm looking. I'm in the room. I'm looking on the monitor in the room. All of a sudden, I hear, I see it, and he just throws him down. He does something with his arm, and the, the way the guy twisted the arm, it was a combination of them two working it out. But I swear to you, I really thought, oh my god, oh my god, he broke his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so good, so good. You know, I can watch movies like this all day. You know, oh, with the, with this type of genre and subject matter. You know, right? But it's it's the establishing of 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 great villains that you that you love to hate. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talked about this with uh, director Brandon uh, Slaggle when mm-hmm. I had him on the show. I think uh, a couple uh, like last week, oh, earlier this week, actually. Man, I've been busy <laughs> earlier this week. And uh, how important it is to have a memorable villain or yeah. a memorable group of villains. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, again, I bring this up all the time. How many action movies have you seen, Art, where the action in it's good, but you don't remember the villain? Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're, and, and then you're not vested. You're not vested in it as, as, a, as a viewer. You're not vested. And you're thinking, okay, this is cool. But, but no, I'm with you a yeah. thousand percent, man. Yeah, but yeah, he, he uh, unintentionally becomes a surrogate father to the yeah uh, to the her, his, his uh, student wrestling yeah. student, and uh, she gets kidnapped, and that's it. I'm not going to spoil it anymore because I want people to go out and watch the movie. But look at the acting Derm from Dermot, man, so good. And, and he did. I tell you, when, when he got the phone call in the, that's in that little scene of the trailer, he gets the phone call, 
Yeah. And basically, they're telling him your your daughter's you know your daughter's in the hospital. She's dying, and and it was just such an emotional moment when you're seeing that scene play out live in front of you because he was in tears. He literally, you know, at one point, he just he was losing it. He was losing it. He was so into that scene. It was it was wow. Yeah. So How, good. Yeah. The 18 days, man, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, we were, and, and again, this we didn't have any real <clears throat> training ahead of time because he had just wrapped another film, and we came in and we had a Zoom call, and um, that was it. Then I was training him on the set, training him on the set. Yeah. <clears throat> Do, does Dermont now have the action movie bug? Yeah, he wants to. As a matter of fact, we, we showed me a script, and I got another script. Um, that I'm developing with him right now because he really, he really enjoyed it. He really, you nice. know, and, and believe it or not, this one had a theatrical release in Russia before it was released. Oh, here. all right. Yeah. yeah no. I did a Zoom interview with a lot of theater owners over there. and They were real excited about, uh, about Dermot. How cool is that? Yeah. And, and Jeff, they have always wanted to work with him. I mean, he worked, we worked on the same companies years ago, early on, but never together. And, and he was great. Oh yeah, he's always great. But but you know to work with him, you could be having a casual conversation, you and I talking, blah blah blah. Then all of a sudden they say action, and right away, bam! <laughs> he's in character. He's he's in character. Love it. Oh my god, it's like amazing to see him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, just some just satisfying. Uh, especially the the finale was very satisfying as well. And you know, as even though we're rooting for uh, this guy to destroy all these guys, <laughs> you, what I really like about the movie art is you kind of really don't know how it's going to end. You kind of really don't know if he's actually going to succeed. There is that there there is that feeling of you know this could go horrible, like horrible for him at any moment, really. Right. You know. Yeah, it's not like he's like invincible the entire movie. You know what I mean? Like you, you never know because, you know, when you show all those training sequences with his trainer, his trainer's kicking his ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's, he, you know, he's, you know, you, you don't really know. You know, he, you know, he's a badass. Like he's, he can defend himself. He can, he can take care of himself. He's got yeah. training, but that is, that's not a guarantee. You know, <laughs> right. so it's it, that's that's what I enjoyed about the film because anything can happen, man. Oh yeah. For nah, sure. But you know what? Yeah. Look at that last scene that you showed about the when you got him in that that, that chokehold. That was the real deal. That was the real deal, man. It was this guy uh, Dermot was amazing. I got to tell you, man. When he gets into the action, he really it took very little. He was such a natural at it. I think had he trained in martial arts early on, he would have been phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. so natural at that. You he literally I just showed him a couple of times, you know, how to do the chokehold, and boom slipped into it got him and <laughs> you know and that's a wrap that's a wrap that's <laughs> right. yeah phenomenal job everybody involved shout out to all the actors dermot shout out to you sir and hey make sure all of you right now that's right go to amazon prime <laughs> rent it buy it watch ruthless on amazon prime i mean come on the tagline is break bones first <laughs> Ask questions later, baby. That's how, that's how we roll, man. That's right. For all, for all the fathers who have daughters who are dating, so make sure you <laughs> yes, watch, watch this movie. <laughs> if you get that satisfaction, taking down the bad guys for sure. But yeah, man, it's phenomenal. I can't wait to see you uh, 
uh, work with Dermont again in the future. Hopefully that pans out and uh, we get to see more of you guys together, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. I loved him to death. He was amazing to work with, amazing actor, as you can tell. And uh, gosh, yeah. I'm again, kid in a candy store, kid in a candy store for me to to work with Dermot and, and, and just some of these other actors that I've worked with. It's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, chat, chat's liking what they saw, man. 10 out of 10. There you go. Oh, thank 10 you out so of 10, four stars. Thumbs up. Yeah, thank you. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, brother. Thank you so much, Master oh. Art Camacho. Oh. I, Iron Neck <laughs> Camacho. That's right. That's right, baby. Thank you so much. It was a huge honor to have you here on the channel, brother. Thank you uh, so, so much. Blessed. Hopefully, we'll meet each other in person at Dragon Fest this year. And because uh, I, I missed last year's, so I, I want to go this year for sure. Uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be there, maybe I'll, run into, I'll keep yeah. in touch, man. I'll catch you up on Instagram just, and all that. Guys. Keep in touch, and again. Yeah. Kudos to you and, and for for the amazing job that you are doing. And and I've been in your shoes. That's why I know I'm not just bullshitting. I'm telling you, brother, you make it seem so easy, so natural, and you're so you know so wonderful to talk to. Really, seriously, uh, on a very professional level, I'm, I'm, I mean it. Because oh, I was man. there, man. I was nervous. I didn't know what the hell. And I'm trying <laughs> to read two cards. And it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 that that means a lot coming from you. It really does, sir. And uh, we appreciate what you do. We will continue to support the legend. That's right, the Camacho effect. <laughs> Let's keep it rocking and rolling. We will be there. And uh, this is your second home, brother. Oh, thank you, brother. Second home. Come on back anytime. And uh, yeah, don't go anywhere, Art. But all you badasses watching, make sure again to watch Ruthless on Amazon Prime. Hit the link in the description box below. It'll link you to get Art's book. That's right. And you can follow Art on Instagram down there as well. Continue to follow him on his filmmaking journey. Yes, and if you enjoyed yourself, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the old Samurai Guy. And uh, before we leave and wrap it up today, Art, is there anything you'd like to say to your followers and fans? You know, at the end of the day, guys, at the end of the day, you know, nothing is impossible. We can all, we can all live our dreams. And I, I'm proof of that because I, I don't, I'm not the most talented or the most gifted or the best looking or the best anything, but I do have a lot of passion and I do have a lot of faith. And the biggest thing, Ted Neely from Jesus Christ Superstar, the actor who portrayed it on, on the movie, then all these revival plays. I met with him once and he plays Jesus and we had this big conversation. And the one thing he said to me at the end of the day was live the dream. And that stuck to me. So I tell you and I tell everybody, live the dream. Whatever that dream is, live the dream. God bless you all. Thank you. Yes. And uh, Samurai guys, living the dream right now. All right. <laughs> I'm living the dream right now, hanging out with Art. All right, guys. Thanks again for watching. And I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Let's do it.